What do we do? A podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, and also introducing listeners to the leaders in our community. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen, alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogie. Hi, I'm Dewey Steffen. Our goal with the What Do We Do podcast is to educate listeners on topics that impact your financial growth, your retirement, and your lifestyle. Join us twice a month as we welcome some of today's leaders in the community, plus experts in finance and retirement, to inform listeners on the topics that impact us all. These conversations can help you make better decisions so you can plan for and live your best life. Here's Dewey Steffen alongside Kyle Bogey. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of the What Do We Do podcast. And this is not Kyle Bogey. This is Dewey Stefan. I'm so happy to be here today. And I do have not one, but two special guests with me today. And without any further uh, suspense, how about we introduce Kyle Bogey and Mike Sullivan. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Happy to be here. I'm in the guest chair today, though, it feels like. Not necessarily the host chair, so a little bit different. Dewey, great to see you as always. Looking forward to talking, and uh, thank you for that that wonderful uh, introduction. Well, and a great big booyah to ya both. (laughs) And Kyle, you are absolutely still the co-host today. (laughs) Mike, you are absolutely still running the control room, but we're going to bring you this side of the glass. You've got the uh, yeah, the, the big glass. We have a huge glass set up here at Great Lakes Wealth that I sit behind. You know, and all the monitors <laughs> back there. So we've got uh, Rachel here actually helping us out today, and she's going to be back there looking at the monitors, making sure the feeds are working. I mean, this is a big-time production, <laughs> as you know. So with that, listen, we're happy to have you guys here. So much to talk about uh, for our listeners, for our viewers. As you know, we want to give some topics that are timeless some topics that are also timely. We also want to invite leaders in the community in to join us to tell you know their experiences and with what you two have been able to do in really just a year, launching Brand 25 and Metro Detroit Golfers and a few other things that we want to uh, you know share with our audience today. It's just amazing that I'm happy to have you guys here uh, joining me and the podcast. Usually, we're all working together behind the scenes. Uh, with other folks, but today it's uh, the three of us. And uh, with that, I'm going to kind of let uh, Kyle start it off and, um, you know, start uh, start the show. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been, a, I, I would say, a whirlwind, uh, you know, of a year. <laughs> um, certainly for Mike and I, you know, just completely changing careers and, and kind of going off in these, you know, various directions and ventures uh, that we have. You know, for me, obviously, uh, had a daughter who's going to be a year old here, uh, you know, in just a couple of months. So it's been uh, certainly uh, a wild year, but, you know, wouldn't change a thing, honestly. It, it, it's funny how it all kind of came together, just conversations, uh, you know, between Mike and I and, you know, starting up the marketing company and kind of joining forces uh, to, you know, get people online, get local companies online and utilizing social media and digital assets. And uh, that kind of fed into, the conversations about Metro Detroit golfers and, you know, with everything going on with COVID and courses being shut down, are they shut down? Can you play? Can you walk? Can you not? What are the rules on all that, that, that can happen? I, I just remember sitting, you know, with Mike and we would just have conversation after conversation about what are we missing? What, you know, what, what should we do? There's gotta be something golf related. 
And, I mean, it, it couldn't have turned out to be a better development than Metro Detroit golfers and what it became. We would say, what do we do? I was <laughs> going to say, what, instead of what do? should we do, let's go a little yeah. smoother with well, what do we do. I mean, and like you said, a lot of, a lot of you know, it's been a crazy year for sure, and it's been all great. You know, like you said, you had a beautiful daughter. I got a puppy. Very, very similar things, obviously, you know. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, what, what, what's been fascinating to me, Kyle, is, you know, when we decided to leave radio, Obviously, the marketing company, Brand25, had got to a point where we had to leave. It was getting so busy. It was just a no-brainer, really. It was a tough decision, but it was also a very easy decision because can of we Can we start how, with that? Because, yeah. listen, let's put some of these rumors to rest. Let's put a lot of the innuendo, you know, to the side. This was, you know, last March, so just over a year ago, maybe before that. But, uh, Kyle, you were, uh, you know, you had a gig on 97.1 The Ticket, and, Mike, you also had a – a gig, if you will, at 97 won the ticket, right? So if you could just walk through leaving these careers, these yeah. guaranteed paychecks to come and, uh, you know, start a business, yeah. Entrepreneur land 101. So can you talk through kind of just how that all went down? And in the middle of COVID, again, right. there was a spike in unemployment right up to 20 plus million almost overnight. And yet you guys decided to uh, walk away. Right. So, uh, how'd that happen? Well, I mean, different experiences. You know, I, I would say for me, it, it had gotten uh, quite nasty towards the end. Uh, I'm obviously grateful for the spotlight and for being able to build a name and, you know, working with Wojo and, uh, you know, doing overnights for years. Um, it, it certainly helped me. And I think it's helped our, our company and helped, you know, Metro Detroit golfers doing what I did and, and working with Channel 7 and all that. But for me, it was, uh, it was a horrific year of trying to get a promotion of trying to get the hell out. Honestly, I was blocked from going to Minnesota and doing a morning show because of my contract. And they didn't do anything with me here. No raise, no promotion. Um, so I just kind of stayed in that six o'clock spot. Uh, tried to go to Houston, did an audition there. Uh, ended up being you know, blocked, poisoned, whatever you want to call it. And at that point, I had been telling them for six months, either I'm getting a promotion and I'm getting a raise, or I'm, I'm not signing another contract. And, you know, it just got to a point where he and I had started working on the side because I was trying to figure out what am I going to do? What, what else am I going to do here if this isn't going to work out, right? Because you make a statement like that, a proclamation like that to your boss, you better be able to back it up and be ready to do something else and be ready to walk away. And it, it had reached, you know, a certain point where it just, it wasn't going to happen. And they offered me one last contract, a 10% pay cut, a six-month non-compete, and I'm staying at 6 o'clock, and there's no promise of getting a promotion in the near future. And I flat out said, I'm not signing that contract. Um, so I'm going to try to renegotiate, try to essentially send a counteroffer. They said, don't bother sending a counteroffer. This is the deal. You're either going to sign it or that's it. And I said, no. And I let it be for essentially the last month or so leading up to my contract officially being up. And I ended up getting the word a week before my contract was up that there wasn't going to be another offer. I, I wasn't going to sign that deal. And that was just it, honestly. So um, for me, I had had nine months to prepare for that. I tried to get out. They wouldn't let me. Tried to force my way into promotion, into a raise. Didn't want to do that. And I just wasn't going to play ball anymore. I put in the time. I thought I had you know, put in the effort. I wanted more. And if I wasn't going to get more, I was ready to walk away. And I was fortunate that I'd worked with him for several months and kind of started to build this marketing company on the side. And it ended up becoming 
this full-time thing. Now, did I imagine that here we are a year later, we would be in this position and all of this has happened and everything? No, of course not. But I certainly am happy that, you know, we had those conversations and started to kind of veer in a different direction because everyone has goals in life. You have goals in your career. And if you're not going up and getting better and, and people aren't valuing you in that way, you have to make a decision. And, and ultimately, that was the one for me. Well, the narrative was, thank you very much for sharing. The narrative was that it was COVID, the station wasn't that happy with you, and so they just weren't renewing your contract, mm -hmm. almost like in the middle of the night. Like, they're just putting you out in the street, and so either you were a disgruntled employee or you just, you know, weren't happy. Oh, I was. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but it For different reasons. But the yeah. backstory wasn't there. So, A, yeah. um, um, you know, exciting, but also in the middle of COVID, you, again, to our listeners out there, anybody who's, you know, at a corporate job and looking to go and do something entrepreneurial, Sully, as you always say, those other streams of income, right? You want to have as many streams of income as you, as you can. The average millionaire has seven. We want to be better than that. We're, our goal is 11 around here. But um, uh, you had to, with a baby on the way, not even here yet, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there was uh, a lot that you had to, uh, you know, put on your plate and uh, eat. So, Sully, yeah. now uh, your story, same thing, right? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot different, I would say. Yeah, you know, I would agree. From, yeah. it, it's uh, With me, I, I had really, um, you know, with what Kyle and I had built, I mean, I was extremely confident with that, and I, I think that I, I've always believed in, in digital, especially now more than ever, as being the future, right? That's why it's brand 25. The average person spends 25% of their day on their phone, right? 90% of people admit they look up a company online before deciding to do business. I could go on and on, stat after stat. But with what we had started to build was, you know, I, I had known that I was ready to, uh, you know, to, to really build a business. It's been a huge passion to really build your own business, to be your own boss. Um, and, and that's always been a, a huge driving force with what I've done. And, and I think that when Kyle and I had started it, um, it had started as a side thing of radio clients also asking us for some help with digital, with social, with digital ads, um, social media management, things like that. And at the time, you know, if you want to look back in, in last spring, sure, you're right, middle of pandemic, March, April, May, um, I officially notified in june that i was gonna leave mm -hmm. you gave a month and then i left august 1st yeah so it got to the point last may where we had about and it sounds crazy at the time i mean we had about six or seven clients doing great lakes wealth being one of them we we were doing well it was to the point where we absolutely could make the jump and you know it's crazy in retrospect we had six or seven at the time it was just kyle and i now we have brand 25 has you know 40 Call it, call it right around 40 clients. We have five other members on our team now, seven total. I mean, it's expanded so quickly. And, and you know, it really just at the time was a decision to, hey, let's let's see it through. You know, I couldn't live, I couldn't live with myself if I just stayed in the same job and did the same thing and never really took a risk. I really wanted to take a risk. And it was a calculated one because I, I was very confident with what we were doing. Around the same time, we launched Metro Detroit Golfers, which exploded off the gate. Now it's, <laughs> that's, we'll get to that in a second, but a year later, that's a whole nother topic. Um, so it was just the confidence of, of both Brand25, our marketing company, and Metro Detroit Golfers, where... I knew that we wouldn't let it fail. I knew we just had to dive in full time and scale it even more. And and that really was the goal. I mean, if I think that we, we, I'll speak for, I'll wrap it up by saying this, you know, for myself, if I ever in life, if I ever feel like I'm just kind of 
plateaued or I'm not even to mention declining. But if I if I ever feel like I'm not one step ahead or if I'm not thinking about the future or if I'm not inclining, I, I panic personally. I freak out. I got to change something. I got to do something else. And that's kind of how I felt. I kind of felt like I had hit my ceiling and I needed to break through and, and incline more, you know, go up more. And that's really the ultimate force with me where I knew that's what I had wanted to do. And, and I think, Kyle, we were in lockstep with, with both companies um, and building those. Yeah. And I would say that's where we were most similar. It was just like, we both wanted more. We, we both knew that we could do more. You know, we, we wanted to try and get better. If you're not getting better and if you're not doing more and you're not yeah. making more, what are you doing? You know, are you just going to sit there and plateau? No, I, I always... And, and we and believe in this stuff. We I believe totally in digital agree. with the future. Yeah. I mean, I had at the time had just over a year left on my current contract mm-hmm. and decided, you know, it, it, now's the time, you know, and I and I could not be any more grateful and thankful for, for the experience I had at 97.1 and how the exit was and, and you know, how well, everyone hold, handled themselves. Hold on so. with that exit because I, I don't know if you're uh, remembering the details as I remember them, but it seems like the the exit was a little bit, uh, you know, muddied water. Oh, I, I had a, a, like a farewell tour. It seemed it was I was like almost embarrassed by, by how <laughs> how positive it was for you know. Well, it seemed like maybe the the station then. It seemed like again the press that came out, if I remember yeah. from uh, you know, and you again a uh, different situation. You had time left on your contract, right? And so. Uh, Kyle, with yours is a, it's a negotiation period, and that mm-hmm. was what went down. Uh, Sully, yours is, all right, you're the number one uh, show, uh, sports radio in Metro Detroit, right, Midwest, whatever it is. And um, so you had gone from a th- earlier position. You had kind of been an growing, yeah. right, an intern, growing, right? And we've talked to, um, you know, Mike Valenti about it, and he certainly was continuing to groom you and teach you and mold you and bring you on board. So in some regards, you had kind of the uh, opportunity to stay and to do more. But uh, you decided that uh, you're going to take this path, which is fantastic. But if I remember the press release or the, yeah. the way that they announced it was extremely underwhelming. Right. Yeah. I don't remember any trumpets <laughs> and fanfare. I, I don't need – well, you know, it, it, yeah, I think it was positioned as – some people thought. I remember getting texted like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you got fired. Or like, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think it was positioned the right way. But, but again, I mean, Valeni had got on there and put that to bed right away, which I appreciated. And I'll always appreciate that. And I'll always appreciate the, the opportunities, like you said, that I, that I had from him. And, and it, it's – it's sure right away yeah there was that that whatever it was of how they were letting me go right but i mean that was put to bed very very quickly everyone was for the most part i'm talking about mike i'm talking about um the staff that i worked with david and roberto and and um my boss you know jimmy powers was was extremely supportive as well which which i appreciated but um yeah, I, I was I was totally fine. I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't care. Like, if anything, that's the big thing. The only yeah. the only thing that does motivate me is when I is when I see our success right now, and I think about stuff and a lot of private stuff that we don't share and wouldn't share with with, with the public. But when you really think about some of that stuff, and then then I think in my head about the people that had called me crazy for leaving, or or you know said that I was an idiot. What am I doing? You know, that's like the like. The ba- everyone has that stuff in their back of the, the back of their head that motivates you. Like, mm-hmm. That's the stuff that motivates me. All right. So question one. So this will be a great segue to post transition. Okay. Again, pandemic is full force. Uh, there are people that are uh, unemployed, whether it was uh, short term furloughs to permanently, you know, let go. But so 
any comments to uh, anyone else who might be out there considering it in the future in yeah. terms of did you have or should you have three to six months oh, of living expenses put aside? I feel very strongly aside? about that. You know, yeah. What do you think you need to do? What do you do six. to set up yourself so that totally. you're not uh, you know, freaking out a week later? No, definitely six months. I believe in that. You need to have that in your checking account. And I, that's something that I tell a lot of people close to me uh, that in terms of just advice, I totally believe that you have to have six months saved. And I, But I also think, Dewey, that if you are – if someone's thinking about just, just making that jump and just taking a risk and going and betting on yourself, I encourage it more than anything. If you truly are passionate about something and you believe in it and you're going to work at it and you're not going to let it fail, I – not only think that it's just incredible for self-fulfillment, but that's truly how you how you generate wealth in this country. That's truly how you build generational wealth is if you start something and if you're a business owner and you build it. So I think a lot of people get caught up in, and I'll, I know I'm going to be long-winded here, so Kyle, I apologize. But <laughs> I'm used to a, it. <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot of people get caught up in the corporate lifestyle, I believe that. A lot of people get very, very comfortable with a nominal raise every single year, you know, with, with a promotion here and there, making enough money to be able to have the house with a picket fence, the trip to Disney World every year with the kids, you know. There's this corporate American mindset that people have, and I think that, that it can be risky to – some. a lot of people can't tolerate that risk just to jump and just to try to do it on your own and all the headaches that come with that. And it is a transfer of headaches because you have to think about stuff as a business owner, healthcare benefits, um, you know, a payroll, things like that. You never have to think about as an employee, but and everything I reflects still would on rather, you too. would rather have it this way. You know, you call the shots, you make the decision that the success or failure of the entire business, your livelihood depends on that. Mm -hmm. Your livelihood literally depends on the success or fail of your business. And that's a different mindset. That's not a nine to five mindset. No, it's not. It's completely different. And you're no longer at the mercy of other people. You can't blame other people. You know, honestly, if you don't have success, if you make a mistake, if something isn't going right, you have the ability to fix that. Whether you have to work six days a week, seven days a week, you know, late hours into the night. Like you said, when we started, it was literally you and I. I mean, we, we had some people, you know, on retainer that we would, you know, get some small projects, you know, done and all that. But it was literally you and I building this and managing everything. It wasn't, you know, us, you know, just delegating all of this stuff. We truly dove in and wanted to build, you know, something special. And I, I mean, I'll obviously speak for you as well. It's It's been incredibly rewarding to Fulfilling. just kind of see, yeah, you yeah. know, how it, it's all kind of come to be. But it is a different kind of pressure. You know, it's 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 not... I guess asking for more, hoping that more kind of comes down the pike. If you really want to put the work in and do more, you can make you can make more. You can get more clients. You can get more business. You can, you know, make all of these incredible things happen. It just comes down to whether you want to or not. And you know, for years when you are at the the mercy of, you know, can I get a small raise? Can I do this? Can I do that? Constantly asking, you no longer have to do that. And you know, that is it's a freeing thing. For some, it's uncomfortable. Um, for others, I think it's been it's been really freeing. And for I us. think you know, Dewey, something you've talked about a lot too, the the concept of time management as well. Truly knowing you know uh, what your hours worth. Truly knowing how to manage the day. Um, truly knowing when to scale, when to hire, things like that. I mean, that's that's not easy stuff. And a lot of that you have to figure out on the fly, or you have to have business mentors and people that you can can ask for advice mm -hmm. and things like that. That's been huge too, because it's it's very very important to. Um, 
make sure that you're able to manage the hours properly. It is not a nine to five job. There's it's no not. blueprint. There, there's no, you know, you, you, you start a business. There's no syllabus. Right. <laughs> there's no, this is exactly this a, what this you need to do. This isn't a franchise. No, or, you know. yeah, yeah. By this date, you need to be doing this. And by this date, these are the decisions that need to be made. That That's not how it is. You know, you, you do have to rely on, you know, mentors. And, and we have certainly had, you know, a plethora of those. I think we're really fortunate. We've had some very successful people that have taken an interest in us. Certainly you, obviously, um, that have just tried to help, you know, and offer advice. I think it's fascinating, and it's also different than a previous episode of this podcast where the Tomies talked about the franchise model, right? Mm-hmm. And they've had immense amount of su- success with that, and that's fantastic. Um, but it's a lot different than a model like that where, you know, if you're a franchise owner, you do have, you know, the blueprint. You have this is what you should do to succeed. I think Anthony made the comment on this episode all the way down to how to clean the bathroom, right? And that's great because that provides a lot of structure and an opportunity for businesses to scale. And it's a proven model that works. But I think when you just dive into it and jump into it, it's totally different with figuring out stuff on the fly and getting advice and things like that. Do you think, and then we'll switch gears, but do you think it was uh, easier because it maybe it started as a little side hustle mm-hmm. as you're, you know, as you're kind of getting it going with the first few clients? or the first few, you know, I don't know, research and your business plan. Like we don't need to get in the weeds on it, but mm-hmm. rather than, you know, quitting your job on Friday, starting that oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. on Monday, mm-hmm. it could be a franchise, but um, maybe but, starting it on the side a little yeah. bit gets it uh, some traction. You get something to fall back on. You know, I, th- I think that's obviously, you know, a huge thing. And, you know, for me, you know, I'll credit you. You, you got me thinking bigger than, than I ever had because it was, for me, a side business. I, I wanted to pay my mortgage with this. And then I wanted to pay all my bills with this. And then, you know, and then you start to kind of think, okay, this isn't just a, a project by project basis type of thing that we're doing. This is actually a, a bigger deal and something that we can, can scale and yeah. do more of. And let's come up with plans. And I, I just think back to how many nights you and I would sit there for hours and just talk and talk things out. And this is, is this a good idea? Is this a good idea? Well, how about we do this? I want to target this, this sector, this, you know, type of business. And I think it was just those conversations that again, I, I seriously will credit you and, you know, I don't want to butter you up too much, <laughs> but you did get me thinking way bigger than I originally thought well, this was going to be. And it's the evolution of it too. I mean, and yeah, I think that having just, you know, Kyle and I to fall back on too, of it's not just that solo mindset. We know that we're going to both work hard. We're going to network, we're going to build, we're going to scale. And we have, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, if you just look back at, at some of the early parts of our business, heck, go pull up a proposal. I mean, I'd probably be embarrassed to look at the first, <laughs> at the first, what do we do proposal that we sent over, you know, with how oh, I have that, with how, oh, I have it, with I how have bad it, it probably put is. put it on the website tomorrow <laughs> and how, morning. And how it's worded and stuff like that, you know, um, I think that there's a lot of stuff that, that we have just grown with and, and evolved and really, um, improved in multiple areas and multiple departments of our business. You know, um, and that's something we're, we're constantly trying to figure out and constantly trying to scale properly. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned a couple of times it was in the midst, you know, the middle of this, you know, pandemic. Who could have ever predicted that this was all going it's an opportunity. on? And, and, and I, yeah, I will say in, in the humblest of ways, you know, I, it for whatever reason, it, it really worked out for us because it did show companies the need to be oh online. My God. And that was the only way to reach customers. And, you know, you, you couldn't, you no longer could do trade shows. There were no events that you could go, no promotions that you could do, no games that you could, you know, market for whatever it was. So this digital marketing truly became the only way that you could do anything, you know, as a company while this is all going on. And I do think that there is a lot of serendipity in that. I, I feel very grateful, you know, that, we were somehow able to thrive in the midst of that. 
you know, because I think a lot of companies obviously struggled this year. A lot of people, you know, certainly have, have had a very difficult year. And, you know, for us, we were able to just kind of push through we can, and, and a, lot a lot of digital services you'll, will help companies with without them having to hire someone full-time you know or things like that where it's you know I, I think that we, we talk about all the time you know since COVID started across the board online usage is up 40 percent if there is one positive out of COVID and COVID's been awful right on several different levels but if there's if there's one positive that came out of it it's it's yeah companies realizing they have to be online and every company every company it's a very relatable conversation every company knows they have to be online it's just a matter of how they're going to do it what are the areas of need etc and that's where i think where we've really honed in our services right where, where we can offer a lot of different things but but be very personal and very specific to each company it's not a it's not a cookie cutter right so um overall it's i know we haven't even talked about mdg yet but it's it's been great brand 25 has been awesome well congratulations on just uh <laughs> Passing year one, the first year anniversary of Brand 25, right? So continued success with that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we uh, just love having you as a partner here at Great Lakes Wealth and the What Do We Do podcast, which is, again, for everyone out there listening and watching, produced by Brand 25 and co-hosted by Kyle Bogey. <laughs> so with that, again, congrats there. Great segue into the next chapter that of that book. That Well, uh, let, let, me, let me interrupt real quick. Okay. What would you say, just wrapping up that before MDG, if you had to say to, to the people, um, new businesses especially, because you did you you started your business obviously. W- what would be a big piece of advice? I know I'm putting you on the spot though, of what you would tell new business owners in terms of some of those topics we mentioned about scale, about knowing when to hire, about knowing your hours in the day, etc. Is there anything that comes to mind? You know, instantly. Uh, I guess time management absolutely right and you have to be able to work 24 hours a day seven days a week and as you two both said it is your reputation it becomes synonymous with your name great lakes wealth to me is an extension of dewey stefan right Mm -hmm. so uh we had uh, a partner when we opened our doors as well and so there were two of us i was kind of thinking back to uh uh, our five-year anniversary is coming up in uh july 1st of this year so congratulations yes we're excited that's uh, right around the corner so time flies yeah. we mm-hmm. just opened our doors and uh we're still just getting started <laughs> but uh, so same thing it is um a drive you have to have so absolutely just uh, yeah. be able to work and manage your time and everything else has to become secondary for a period of time absolutely mm-hmm. right no i love it that's great hey guys it's bogey i want to take a second to talk to you about dewey stefan and his excellent team at great lakes wealth look Do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times we're in. Do you want financial freedom instead? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. They build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That's what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments and better service than anyone out there. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. Okay, so now there's this new uh, venture. It's actually probably about a year old now. It's called Metro Detroit Golfers. (laughs) I think you start with one 
follower, and now maybe you have, I don't know, 10, <laughs> 20, 30, maybe 40, but then let's put 1,000 on yeah. there. Is that about right? <laughs> Just under 50,000 right now. Just yeah. under. It's right around 40, 50, 45 yeah. something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, to that thundering herd that's <laughs> listening and watching, uh, congratulations, and I'm certainly a part of it as yeah. a- uh, Thank you. You know, Day as, one. Well, just again, as a member. So with that, let's talk about this amazing uh, community. We talk at Great Lakes Wealth and what do we do about our community. And this is certainly an amazing uh, community here That's in what it Detroit. is. You know, you, you, Kyle says it all the time with wanting to just grow the game of golf. And, and when we started it back on May 8th of last year, um, you know, I think that's really just, just how it started where – where we mentioned COVID from a marketing standpoint, but also, sure, from a golf standpoint, there was so much discussion at that time and so much confusion about can you play and, like like Kyle said, can you drink on the course? Can you use a cart? Can you – all these questions, right? And There were helicopters flying around from news stations. Well, you, you would have thought murders were being committed. Well, that, and that's a whole other thing. But, but it, was, it was insane. That's, that's something that was fascinating to us, though, Dewey, where there was so much discussion about golf at the time. We knew that there, there was a, a huge appetite to talk golf, and, and the, the stats have proven that. 2020 was the biggest year since um, 1998, right, which was the Tigers, Tiger Woods boom. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of total rounds played, it was just remarkable, but... We launched it May 8th with the concept of Michigan's a golf state. It's a huge golf state. There's a huge appetite for people to, to talk golf. And, and that's what people don't realize, too, that it's the third biggest golf state in America behind Florida and California. So there were there, there's so much great golf in the state. There's so many passionate golfers in the state. And there was never there was never, for whatever reason, a social media space to really match that appetite for golf. So that's how it started, where let, let's create that group chat, so to speak, for, for Michigan golfers, where we can talk golf, we can talk about courses, we can ask questions, people can meet each other, we can, posi- you know, in a positive manner, promote the game. Of course, there's idiots, right? There's always, there's almost 50,000 people on there. We moderate <laughs> stuff every single day, so I'll get, get there's put, this one I'll put, guy I'll put that right there, away. Darren but, McCarty, have you heard of this guy? He's a, <laughs> he's a member as well, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a leaf blower that he pulls out <laughs> just to make sure he's got nothing in his uh, putting line. And, well, we, we, I mean, this has got to stop okay we got to get back to basics you got to not tap those uh spike marks and not be blowing your lead <laughs> well that's we, we try to keep it fun and and yeah across started as a facebook group now we have facebook instagram twitter podcast text list etc and we got just under fifty thousand total members and yeah dewey that's really what it is just people wanting to talk golf and really uh i think that we just we tapped into an underserved audience of just people in michigan who want to talk golf well it was it, it was amazing how quickly it became a brand you know, that, that was really one of the things Merchant, that, that yeah, stood right. out. You know, yeah, that, you know, obviously Metro Detroit Golfers, it was a, a Facebook group and there was just discussion constantly. And, you know, you couldn't pull up your phone without seeing, you know, 17 notifications of people commenting or posting something or whatever it may be. And, you know, very quickly, it seemed, you know, people were asking about merchandise. How can I represent the group? How can I, you know, show what I'm doing and what I'm a part of? out in public and at these courses. And it, it was amazing. It, it seemed almost overnight there were MDG hats and MDG polos and, you know, quarter zips and all of this out there. And it was just like this frenzy of just yeah. people who wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, you say it all the time, you know, now more than ever, people want to be a part of a community. And right. in the golf community, it is, it's such a, it, it's such a small 
community, a niche community, if you will. But if you can tap into it and you can find what people are interested in and find those conversations, it's amazing how far it can go. It's a huge niche, though. It's a mm-hmm. niche, but it's a huge niche. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's a very, very passionate one. Golfers will, will you know, t- want to talk golf. They'll spend money on anything. And we want to talk about a great demographic to reach. I mean, the golfer demographic from a pure <laughs> business standpoint is, I would argue, the, the single best demographic to reach. I mean, it's, it's, it's people who... Again, have disposable income, who want to have fun, who want to just talk golf. And, and that's, I think, where we hit, did have such an – you want to talk from a business standpoint, we did have such an immediate ask and a need for merchandise off the top, like you said, or for the tour card that we launched or for outings that we get asked about all the time. So um, MDG has been great. And, and that's the, the, the cool thing, I think, about our two businesses is that we have two – Businesses that do have a lot of synergy, where we have a lot of golf courses and, and, and businesses and business owners that golf that, that have hit us up and want us to do marketing for them. But they're also very separate from Brand 25 is a completely, you know, that's why the logo is how it is. We have a completely B2B business. It's a B2B marketing business. MDG is a completely B2C where we are dealing directly with consumers. So 1A, 1B, where Brand 25, we deal directly with businesses. And MDG, we deal directly with the public and directly with consumers and, and, and things like that. So that's been a real, uh, uh, I think, a perfect balance from a business standpoint of having two uh, separate assets, one B2B, one B2C. I want to stop right here, and I want to tell all of our listeners, all of our viewers, to go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't, we want to thank you for all that you do to listen in our episode here. Um, follow us. Like us. As Kyle always says, I guess I'm going to have to pick <laughs> that up today and just make sure that we thank everyone. There might be close to 50,000 people listening or viewing this in the next uh, month or so. So with that, again, hit the subscribe button. Thanks for following us and the uh, What Do We Do podcast. But with that, let's go back to in any business you have to have a plan Mm -hmm. so i'm curious with metro detroit golfers what were your goals for year one i heard may 8th is coming up so we're gonna um, talk about you know what were your goals whether they're written down or just kind of you know amongst yourselves talking goals for year one which we're about at and then what's your going to be your goal for year two and then you know year three to five or whatever and uh, uh let's start with that that's a fascinating question and that's a that's a uh there's certainly it's it's multi uh, multi purpose almost. I think that there's certain goals on a general level we have. I think there's certain financial goals that we have that obviously we don't have to get into here. But I mean, I think that when push comes to shove, Dewey, that the main goal that we had was going into this year, we wanted to to really figure out a way to number one keep MDG as positive as possible and continue to grow and and both businesses really continue to incline. But number two, just just finding and this is a general statement but it's something we think about all the time just finding how to properly scale and to do it at the right time and i think that that's been the most um challenging but also the the most rewarding part of just really making these big picture decisions on on how to properly scale is what comes to mind for me yeah i would agree i think in the beginning it was um you know if you remember the the social network with um uh, Justin Timberlake about Facebook and how it began and all that. And I think uh, Justin Timberlake's line in the movie, Sean Parker, uh, you know, said, Facebook is cool right now. You know, you got that going for it. You don't want to clutter it with ads and all these different yeah. things that are going on. And so the immediate goal, you know, right out of the gate was just have it be a fun place, a cool thing. Like, you know, grow the audience, keep people engaged, you know, it, it just literally tap into that passion and just keep it going. That was really the genesis of it all, at least to me. You just got to 
build the audience, have some fun, you know, create that community. And then you can start to figure out, okay, we're going to do some merchandise. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to offer this content, you know, and, and that's how you kind of build. I mean, do not reach into the pockets of no, people. You, you can't. No. And, and when you, whenever you do, whenever you do sell anything, you ha- there has to be value given to the consumer. I firmly believe that merchandise is sense of community, whatever. And I firmly believe that um, the tour card is with how much value mm-hmm. people are getting. The two main things that we've actually sold, you know, so. Um, yeah, keeping that a, a very clean and positive place and not spamming people, right? And and just honestly just doing things the right way. I think networking is a huge part of what we do and, and that's something that's always a priority in, in, in terms of just growing the business and, and client relations and things like that. So let's talk about that. So you've got the website which is metrodetroitgolfers.com. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And so again, Facebook community also, there's a page. Group and page, yeah. Group yep. and page, right? Mm-hmm. Instagram. Yep. yep. Of course. Absolutely <laughs> right. And so with there, I uh, started selling apparel, and I saw the Masters just uh, wrapped up yesterday, and I'm wearing my uh, Masters green yeah. <laughs> uh, jacket. I mean, uh, Nike today, <laughs> yep. close enough, right? And uh, I saw that you actually had some uh, Masters swag that was available. Masters that, inspired. A- Masters. Amateurs. Yeah. Amateurs. Amateurs, yes, yeah. absolutely. Let's keep it all legal. <laughs> yep. Let's keep it all legal. But the hot, the hottest new thing are these membership and tour cards. So let's talk about them. I mean, that's uh, something that just came out um, you know, here recently. Yeah, and really, I think just um, you know, partner with, with 30-plus of the best public courses in the state. We have private courses on there that are doing member for a day. We have out-of-state courses. We have business uh, perks on there. We have simulators on there. Just creating a golf pass, so to speak, a membership pass where where people can purchase it. And if you're someone who's going to use this 10 to 15 times a year, call it once a month, maybe a little over once a month, you will it will completely pay for itself completely you're going to get 15% off at all these courses right you're going to get all these contest these ridiculous contest entries that we just had a winner for you're going to get um just a lot of cool stuff and and that's something where i mean Kyle that, that i think that's the best way to put it where it's a, an annual golf pass if you're an avid golfer in this state. Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, right now, we have to have a, a physical card. But in the future, obviously, we want to, uh, you know, have an app. We want to have the ability to scan, you know, How and about all that. How digital but token? That, yeah, I mean, right. seriously, yeah. 100%. NFT you know, or whatever, right? That, that's, yeah, yeah. Do we want to start doing that? <laughs> Talk about the future. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that that's obviously something that we want to kind of build, you know, toward in the future. But... You know, some tremendous partners with all these golf courses, the the Been resorts great. that we have. Are the north. cards sold it's out? Incredible. And if so, how many cards, you know, were available or are available? A, thou- a thousand total. We still have a few left, but for the most part, the the, the bulk orders that we've done are um, are done. But if, if there are people that still want one, we do still have room for a few more. Just have to, you know, message us personally about that and we can get it taken care of. That's fantastic. Yeah. So here we go. You have one. I uh, appreciate that absolutely. <laughs> did we? Have, did, you, have you gotten? Did you I haven't got it. It's in the it's in the snail mail. It's in the USPS. I uh, actually think I no. have it in my car. I can okay. go get it right now. Tim, yeah. I thought Tim was supposed to be handing those out at the at the MDG Virtual Golf Show. And you can never I, uh, on him. I had gotten a text from you fellas. You know that that showed me the card, yeah. and I haven't yeah. received it. So again, in uh, politeness and in good <laughs> uh, you know form, I just sat back and figured, well. 
you know, maybe. Uh, do you have it in your car? I know I, I, I guarantee drove here, I but do. yeah. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll, well we're going to put that out on social media so everyone can see <laughs> yeah, that the sure. big dog over here, Dewey <laughs> Stefan's got a card and he's going to be running around town swiping that bad Absolutely. boy yeah, all for over. Sure. Right? Fantastic. Um, all right, let's talk about the latest thing that um, I was actually also a part of, which was the first virtual golf show for charity that you partnered up uh, here recently. Can you talk about that and uh, the success you had there? Well, thank you for donating as well. You guys made a yes. very generous donation. You came on the air with us. and uh, um, Let's talk about it. What was, it was, uh, what was that event? Yeah, so the virtual golf show. I mean, there were so many big golf shows in Michigan that got canceled. And um, we tried to kind of digitize that where we have a bunch of listings, virtual golf booths, so to speak, of courses of golf companies offering discounts and deals to kick off the season, to tee off the season, I should say, so to speak. <laughs> but um, what we did is it was completely free admission, but we encouraged donations from vendors and from people. We raised just under $20,000 and we donated that money equally to four separate charities. That'd be Midnight Golf, The First Tee, um, Eagles for Children, and the Evans Scholars Foundation. So that was cool just to create a virtual golf show to, to tee off the season and especially since we couldn't do a physical one and and you know we had great vendors and great partners like yourself who were able to come to our broadcast spend some time chatting and, and certainly appreciated your donation Dewey on, on behalf of Great Lakes Wealth and others. Yeah, Great Lakes Wealth was happy to be a part of the event and to donate those four charities are just uh, amazing in the world of golf here locally, but also, you know, nationally with uh, with yep. uh, them as well. Uh, okay, well now spring is in the air, right? We're uh, in the golf season. So with what's coming up next as we enter year two for uh, Metro Detroit golfers, let's talk about short term. Uh, maybe it's something to do with Rocket Mortgage Classic. Maybe it's something to do with, again, other, you know, I don't know, golf-related uh, uh, activities here this summer. But let's talk about, again, your next one, three, five-year yeah. goals with uh, MDG. Yeah, I mean, this year, you know, obviously we are going to be, uh, you know, bouncing around and kind of taking the MDG podcast on the road, if you will. So we'll be headed out to American Dunes uh, for the grand opening yeah. there, which we're very much looking forward to. Just a great cause. If you haven't looked up uh, American Dunes yet, please. You Folds know, of Honor ahead. does yeah. an incredible it, job. Well, let's really take a pause is. and re re rewind. Let's talk about the podcast. MDG does have a podcast. So we, we talked about the tour cards. We talked about the apparel, but we, uh-uh. The very first guest was <laughs> epic. So let's yeah. share in case some of the community uh, listening and watching today isn't fully aware. Talk about yeah. the podcast. Uh, give the name and Met who your uh, first guest was. And uh, Metro Detroit Golfers. Search it on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're certainly online as well. Podbean or, or Omni or um, Radio.com. I mean, wherever you get your podcasts. So... We had uh, Tom Watson as our first guest, which was incredible. Who, who's Ta that guy? Tom Watson. He's Tom a classic Watson. golfer. Yeah. Sounds familiar. It's okay. You know, he uh, he play, he golf legend. He's a he's a legend. <laughs> he he grew up actually and spent a lot of his summers in, in northern Michigan. So that was just a perfect first guest and had a lot of great ones since then. And uh, like Kyle said, going out to American Dunes May first for their grand opening. Jack Nicholas will be there. Would love to, to get an interview with him. That would just be incredible. So we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, you know, in terms of the 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 near, you know, goals that we have, definitely busy summer, busy spring. It's going to be, and I think outings, of course, is a low hanging fruit. There, everyone keeps asking about outings, what we're going to do, and of course, we want to do as many as possible. But there's just still still so much uncertainty in the in this state, unfortunately. You know, and this state is is a lot different than other states in terms of some of the restrictions, unfortunately. You know, so we are. 
definitely trying to figure out how to appropriately do outings. Last thing we'd want to do is to, to plan some huge outing, not only to have it get canceled. We want to make sure we can do it right. So uh, we are really planning some, some big outings right now. Uh, outings is going to be the, the stuff that we figure out quickly. And as Kyle said, down the line, we have some other big things with uh, subscription boxes, with uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage Classic stuff with potentially doing some hospitality and some Pro-Am stuff. And um, there's a lot of big things coming and, and definitely down the line, like you said, with the um, app for the tour card, uh, some media packages we're going to potentially be doing with, with drone footage and photography. There's a million things we could we could talk about. I don't want to overcomplicate it, but always trying to stay one step ahead and making sure that this thing grows properly and, and in a positive way. Well, again, congratulations with Metro Detroit golfers. And you Almost. have you have an incredible golf accomplishment yourself, I know, which which was posted on MDG before. Well, that was posted on MDG for sure. I believe I have several. We all know the one that's... Uh, <laughs> you played college golf? Yes, I was blessed to uh, uh, captain the Schoolcraft College Ocelot men's golf team <laughs> back in 1990-91 season. Two years before I was born, yeah. Okay, well, back in the day, uh, you know, I think we uh, just had switched from... Uh, persimmon drivers to uh the first go around of uh you know steel uh, heads etc that was how many decades ago that was but um yes uh love golf we're big uh, fans of the golf community i grew up caddying i grew Same. up working you know at a country club go ahead and listen to episode one of the what do we do podcast and you'll get uh, my backstory as it relates to golf so i believe there's no better activity for individuals mm -hmm. for families um it's just such a you know such a blessing that uh, if anyone can get out and be a part of it then uh, i encourage that for sure yep. um, so we're looking forward to seeing uh, what the future for metro detroit golf Offers is you Thank guys you. MDG almost fifty thousand in the community, and you're just getting started. Yes, as we always <laughs> say, right? Um, all right, well, let's talk golf for a few minutes, maybe on a personal level or anything else that you two would like to talk about. Maybe individually, we do this uh, this uh, this. Um, uh, what do we call it? This uh, section of the show where we talk about uh, instead of what do we do, we'll call it what bogey do. What yeah, let's Sully get to that. Do. I love. Do you want to do yeah, that now? Yeah, the, yeah. I, the only last thing I would say about MDG is certainly you know just at the very least, guys. And this, we've gotten this question from some people who might be older who might not be on social media. And we appreciate you mentioning the website, Dewey. Would encourage everyone just to at the very least go to MetroDetroitGolfers.com. There's a ton of information on there, and there's a ton of uh, all social links. You know, there's videos, there's the membership opportunities. So if you're not familiar with with Metro Detroit Golfers, it's already the largest golf community in Michigan, which is which is just awesome. So just check out MetroDetroitGolfers.com, and you can get a firm grasp and understanding of it. Couldn't agree more, and uh, well put, well said, and uh, do it if you need to, right? Uh, with that, again, the, the segment that we're going to get into now is as opposed to what do we do, let's get into what bogey do. So, uh, Kyle, why don't you share with us what the current Kyle bogey would tell the 18-year-old Kyle Bogey, if given the opportunity? Well, two things I would say. And one is a little bit, you know, just kind of fun. I would say start playing golf immediately, you mm -hmm. idiot. Um, I wish I would have, you know, committed to the game and started playing it way sooner than I did because uh, I didn't really start taking it serious until I was 23, 24. Um, and I, I 
feel like I missed out on so many years of being able to enjoy the game and have those moments with my dad and, um, you know, some of my friends. So that's one. Um, the other, you know, to me would at least be don't sweat the small stuff, Yeah. you know, nearly as much maybe as, as I did, um, in my early professional career. You know, there's a, there's a balance between pushing and knocking down doors and F everyone and I'm going to break through and I'm doing this my way and you're going to allow that to happen. And it benefit me in a lot of ways because I wouldn't have gotten some of the opportunities that I did if I didn't have that mentality. It can also hinder you a little bit and almost paralyze you, um, you know, if you focus on that too much. You know, you want to make sure you are always looking, you know, and have that hand in the door that's cracked open and you're ready to open the next door and go, you know, down that hallway. But you don't want to be so focused on getting to that next hallway and getting to that second floor, third floor, fourth floor, whatever, that it, it hinders your ability to actually get there. You want to make sure you're in the moment, do the very best that you can at all times, and those things are going to come. So a delicate balance. But yes, I would say don't sweat the small stuff nearly as much. Mm -hmm. Start golf earlier <laughs> and don't sweat the small stuff, right? So we've got two what bogey do. I love it. A twofer. <laughs> Booyah. All right, Sully, you're in the hot seat now. What would the current Mike Sullivan tell the 18-year-old Mike Sullivan given the opportunity? I, I would look at him. I would say, just keep doing your thing, man. You're doing great. <laughs> you're going to kill it. Just keep doing your thing. No, I'm just messing. Actually, I mean, Are you kidding only, me? Only I, I'm not going to lie. I would only say, half I would say oh, that to you. I, 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 I honestly don't have too many regrets at all. I don't. Um, I would certainly tell myself to invest in Bitcoin. If I was 18 years old, my God, I'd be at massively rich right now. But uh, yeah, I, I would just say, you know, of course you hear life's too short, way too much, which I, which I believe in. But yeah, I think I, I totally agree with what Kyle was saying about don't sweat the small stuff. But I think just... Just really try and focus on the positive. Like, like don't just don't just be negative. Don't just uh, be cynical about everything. Um, and and just try and treat people right. Don't always have your hand out. You know, just just do things for people. Life stuff's gonna come back around. And I think that that uh, to bring it full circle, I think something that Casey said on on the episode a few weeks ago, Casey Herbis was, you know, you just never know when stuff's going to come back around there could be it could be 15 mm -hmm. years from now it could be 20 years from now but just just treat everyone right network and, and keep communication open and and stuff's going to come back around you know for you so i think that if you operate like that and if you truly are just um we talk about all the time with our company right trying to to give before you um ask or before you take you know i i really believe in that i think more than anything over the years so I couldn't agree more. As someone who's just a few years older than uh, than you, Sully, I agree. Besides and, that, uh, I would just say keep doing your thing, though. You know, so. keep doing your thing. <laughs> K D Y T. Get a new logo, K D Y T. My man, appreciate that. Thank you for that, and all of our listeners and viewers. Again, this is uh, an important concept that uh, you can. Take a step and look back and understand what uh, you know may be an opportunity for the younger people that are out there today. So um, with that, that's fantastic. Why don't we segue and we kind of wrap up the show a little bit with just a little bit about each of you guys, you know, where you're at now, um, where you think you want to be, personal goals, uh, business goals. If you want to talk golf some more, great. You want to talk business <laughs> as a, uh, you know, a business show here, community, you know, talk about, again, the floor is yours, uh, Kyle. We'll start with you. I mean, as far as business is concerned, I, I you know, simply just want to do as much as we possibly can. You know, I, I think there is 
over the last you know 10 years between you know the both of us we have done so many different things um and utilize so many different skills that we have um i, I think there are Mm-hmm. A ton of different areas of business that we can kind of go down and, and do and execute and do well. Uh, and it's amazing to me how many of the skills that we, you know, you don't think about over the last 10 years, you almost take for granted that come into play now. And Radio, you, TV, print, digital, it, 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 all, it all blends into this company. It, it, it really does. And, you know, to me, I think that leaves so many doors open for us. You know, you talk about seven streams of income and, you know, trying to just continue to build. I, I, I think there is a lot of opportunity uh, for you and I. So it's really just about making the right decisions, you know, not, not screwing it up, not, you know, maybe get out, getting out in front of our skis a little bit too uh, soon. And, um, you know, that, that's really it for me. I want to do as much as humanly possible, grow this as much as humanly possible, um, and, and just, just keep going. Scale. Yeah. I mean, we keep saying that word, but but that that really is the goal just to scale and to build it right and and to do it in a positive way. I think hiring more would be great. It's it's very fulfilling to be able to hire people and have more help. Um, And again, I think my 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 personal goal when it relates to what we're talking about with business with MDG and whatnot is is I um, I never, ever want this company to do anything but grow. And I and, and I, I never want us to plateau. I never want us to decline even one percent. I want to make sure this company is always one step ahead and always at least, you know, with a mindset of how can we improve and get better. You know, I think a lot of people get comfortable. I think a lot of people could look at what we're doing and they could look at the success that we've had. And I say it, you know, humbly because I, I think it's been awesome and very fortunate with what we've built and and love what we've built. But we're never going to coast. We're never just going to say, you know what, we're good. Um, we were making a good living. Let, let's just service what we have and, and just stay put. No, we, we want to grow as much as we possibly can. and and But do it properly and do it in, in a way that, that's conducive to, to your time, to your employees, and, and where you're not overwhelmed, right? So really just that, it all funnels back to that 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 trigger word of scale, you know, and that's what I really want to focus on, on both businesses uh, and all of the other uh, ventures that we have. And then that's certainly on the, on the business side and on the personal side, there's certainly stuff as well, but we'll keep it, keep it at that for now. All right. Well, guys, appreciate you coming on today and sharing your uh, story with uh, the two main companies, the brand 25 and Metro Detroit golfers. And as you both alluded to, there are some other ventures that you're either involved with or, you know, working towards. And from our perspective here at the, what do we do podcast and great lakes wealth, there is the adage of seven streams of income right. for oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the average millionaire in America. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to ex- exceed that. We want to be exceptional so we'll strive to get 11 streams of income, right? One at a time. And the same thing with your business, one day at a time, one opportunity at a time. Um, as you said, don't get over your skis, but also don't you know spend time looking back. And, uh, you know, so kind of a balance, I think, is the key there. And, uh, you know, from that, we'll wrap it up. I'm going to let maybe Kyle uh, take us out since I had to start the show today, yeah, Kyle. Right, right. I'm going to let you uh, put you <laughs> on the spot to take it out with what we always say around here. You guys are living it with uh, just getting started. but We here- actually say that all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, Kyle, I'm going to let you take us out today. Episode 38 is in the books, and we're just getting started. We're just getting started. <laughs>
The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.